0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Tactical Edge. I'm Siobhan Cleveland, 4th Air Force Public Affairs. Today's topic, enlisted force structure with Chief Master Sergeant Cynthia Villa, 4th Air Force Command Chief, Hello, Chief. Welcome back. Hey, Siobhan. Thank you. It's good to be back,
1: and it's good to uh, to be able to connect with with our teammates out across the NAF. So thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. How was your holiday weekend?
1: You know, it was amazing. I was out in Hawaii. Um, at, you know, one of our previous episodes at General Pennington I had the opportunity to do was about being able to, to disconnect, unplug for a little bit, and... Uh, create memories with our families. So I did just that, Siobhan, and I had a great
0: time in Hawaii with the family. Absolutely. Unplugged and and ready for summer, right, Chief? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so enlisted force structure. I am prior Navy, as you know, um, and so the Air Force, I'm still learning um, about your force structure and, and all that goes along with it. What is the foundation of the topic today, enlisted force structure?
1: Well, that's a great question, Siobhan, and, and this, is a, this is a topic that's very near and dear to me because it goes down to back to the basics in a sense, right? right. The uh, The enlisted force structure, also known as Air Force Handbook 362618, and mostly known as the little brown book, the brown book. Is uh, how we as airmen reference 362618 as, and um, you know it's uh, it identifies it outlines at a minimum of a, at a minimum a foundation lays that foundation foundation as to what are our duties and responsibilities as airmen, mm. and it breaks us down in tiers. You know whether it's our our airmen, our junior enlisted, our NCO, and our senior NCO. Um, tiers. Uh, I was going to call them categories, but Mm -hmm. quite frankly, it's the the duties and responsibilities based on each tier. Again, uh, our junior enlisted, our NCOs, and our senior NCOs.
0: Okay. So what are those tiers? Um, If you could break that down a little bit for us.
1: So our junior enlisted uh, tier would consist of our E1 to E5. It's E1 through E4, my apologies. Okay. And then our NCO tier is our E5 through E6, which is our staff sergeants and tech sergeants. Mm -hmm. And then our third tier, which is our senior NCO tier, is our master sergeants, senior master sergeants, and chief master sergeants. I have to say that from our, our junior enlisted tier would be our airman basic through senior airman.
0: Okay. All right. So give me a little bit more background about the importance of these tiers why they matter to the enlisted force structure and uh, why it's important for airmen to know, to know this.
1: Absolutely. So as airmen, as a reserve citizen airman, as airmen in our, in our air force, it's in, it's important that we understand what we're charged with, right? Yeah. What we're charged with at each level. Uh, what our duties and responsibilities are as a junior enlisted airman our duties and responsibilities as an NCO now uh, as an NCO who now starts uh, to supervise uh, you know a junior enlisted teammate and then as a senior NCO who now you're responsible for not only junior enlisted but our NCO our NCOs as well and those duties and responsibilities should increase right as we promote and rank as um the art not, not only are our, our duties and repo- our responsibilities um not only do those increase but also the level of expectation of performance of, mm-hmm. of at each tier uh nco and senior nco should be different as well and we should we should have high expectations of our senior ncos uh, most importantly and of course our ncos um Oftentimes, I'll get into conversation of, you know, Chief, I'm doing what it's required of me. Um, you know, I think I'm a good airman, a solid airman. Uh, I think there's goodness in every single one of our airmen, right? right. Now, as uh, going back to something that G- General Pennington and I often get into conversation about is, you know, we have teammates who, who uh, perform and steady right? Uh, they're great at their job and, um, they're, they're not necessarily interested in some of the, the extra stuff that comes with, you know, being a, with the extra stuff that comes with serving in, in our United States Air Force. And what I mean by that is professional military education. Mm. There's, uh, there's so many, there's so many opportunity within, a within our air force so much opportunity I should say within our air force and we definitely like to promote and encourage our teammates to take advantage of that now granted not everyone will but still we're charged with with ensuring that our teammates are in the know of what those opportunities are whether they take advantage of them or not um, that's neither here or, or there that's neither here nor there it's our responsibility to set each airman up for success and when we're talking about the different tiers, you can only imagine what our expectations should be of a senior NCO okay. to make sure that they're growing and developing our junior enlisted and our NCO. And most importantly, do they continue to grow uh, as leaders uh, as well? Because that's what we're charged with, continuous growth of
0: self and others. Okay, so when you say senior NCO, again, I have to use the Navy as a reference. Not a problem. So with, with the Navy, There's a big transition from E6 to E7. When you become the E7, the chief in the Navy, um, it's a big, you have more responsibility and you almost become like a godlike figure. (laughs) Um, So what's that big transition for enlisted air force uh enlisted airmen what is that where, is, where do you see that transition very
1: similar very similar to to the navy and to our sister branches uh our e7 our master sergeants in the in the air force that's that senior nco tier okay um so it is a big deal right and uh going back to the conversations that that we get into um you know it's like well you know i meet the the requirements to to be a senior nco within our air force there's a difference between requirements and there's a difference be, uh, there's a difference between requirements and expectations mm. you can't promote into the senior nco ranks without meeting the requirements and to, and to any for any promotion there's there's requirements that have to be met in order for you to be eligible for promotion so being eligible for promotion, meeting the minimal requirements for promotion, and then again, there's that other conversation that I keep going back to expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you can imagine, our expectations of our our NCOs should be higher than that of our, our junior enlisted. Right. Now, don't get me wrong, we still have high expectations for our junior enlisted, but our NCO core should be held to a higher standard, right? Because again, they have the, uh, the opportunity, the privilege, to supervise junior enlisted. And then we get into conversation about senior NCOs, and our expectation of senior NCOs should be even higher, right? Um, That should be across the board. Our junior enlisted and our NCOs should have the highest expectation of senior NCOs because if they can't rely on that senior NCO tier, Uh, you know chiefs included then then we have bigger problems but uh you know we have amazing senior nco ranks we have amazing airmen across our our air force and uh, we just
0: got to make sure that we continue to develop self and continue to develop others okay now for some of those junior those uh, junior enlisted that may be aspiring to become senior uh the senior ncos what can they do what steps can they take to get there you know, continuous development,
1: right? Ob- obviously, um, you know, in the junior enlisted ranks, first and foremost, we want you to be proficient at your job. That's your number one focus. Um, mission always. You know, we have to make sure that we're we're making mission happen, and our readiness is uh, our readiness is is uh, continuously. Uh, Being met as well, and that's where we um, we want to make sure that we're mentoring, training, and equipping our junior enlisted teammates uh, to to know their job, to be mission ready, and to make sure that you know again they're ready to go at a moment's notice, which is all encompassing readiness and being able to make mission happen. Once once they're proficient at their uh, at their job, they've obtained the uh, appropriate. A skill level. Then that's when we want to start focusing our mentorship, uh, not only towards uh, them becoming better and more proficient at their job, but also the other opportunities that are where, are within our Air Force. Whether it's Airman Leadership School, which is uh, again PME, Professional Military Education, uh, Joint PME opportunity. There's so much, again, so much uh, education opportunity out there for for our members, and it's important that again that we. We have those conversations with them and share and educate them on what those possibilities and those opportunities look like for the future. It might not be at the moment, mm-hmm. but if they are in the know of these these opportunities, think they, they could start working toward these um, these goals, right? Milestones, and then they be, they're able to become the future
0: NCOs and not to mention senior NCOs that our Air Force needs. Absolutely. And so you mentioned you mentioned mentorship. Um, Why is that important? Why is mentorship important and how how does an airman go about getting one? And also, another question is, um, at what level um, should a senior NCO have a mentor or just junior NCO? You know, Siobhan, that's an amazing question. Amazing point
1: that that you bring up. We all need mentorship. Yeah. You know, I still I still reach out to my mentors. I have a approximately three three mentors that I that I consistently reach out to, mm-hmm. just to you know I'm just trying to be a better version of myself, a better leader because I owe that to our airmen. Um, you know, as senior NCOs, not to mention as chief, that's that's what we're charged with. Continuous uh, growth and development of self, and most importantly, uh, that of others. So, uh, having a mentor, and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, someone that's within your your chain of command. It can be anyone. It can be a it can be a civilian, mm-hmm. anyone who you look up to that um, that inspires you, that um, encourages you, and motivates you to to be a better version of yourself. Right. Um, now, specific to job specific, you, you would obviously want to reach out to someone you're comfortable with um, that's, that is within that same uh, AFSC, if you will, um, so that they can continue to mentor you and develop you from a job proficiency perspective, right? What that, what that journey has been for that teammate. And that hopefully, whether it's a as a junior enlisted member, if it's an NCO or senior NCO that you're reaching out to, uh, hopefully, our desire, our expectation is that they're also in the know of these other opportunities. So as they're mentoring, mentoring you and developing you, um, you know, within your job, within your skill set, they're also providing you this additional mentorship of future opportunities and setting you up for success to be, um, you know, whether it's to be competitive or just to get, so that you know exactly what you need to do to reach those milestones and pursue those other opportunities within our Air Force. Mentorship is key. It's ongoing. It should be continuous, never-ending, just like continuous personal development. Right. Um, I, I, uh, I truly, truly believe that, um, that the impact that our mentors have on us, on our, our careers, is, uh, is just amazing. Um, so and each, in each and every one of us has the opportunity to mentor someone, just like each and every one of us is a leader, you know, depending on, regardless of perspective, we all have the opportunity
0: to lead from day one. And we all have the opportunity to mentor from day one as well. Absolutely. So how does someone go about getting a mentor? uh, Let's say at one of our, um, our wings or even here at at headquarters, reach out, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. have the conversation with whoever it is that that you look up to someone that, you know, again, you're comfortable with that Mm -hmm. you're that you trust. Um, perhaps you've kind of followed their journey, have insight of what their Air Force journey has been like, and you're mm. interested, you find it appealing, or you're just curious. Um, uh, one of the things that I really enjoy, I love having conversation with curious teammates. Mm. Um, the more The more curious they are about their Air Force journey, the more that we were able to provide that mentorship and guidance. And it's truly a privilege, an honor to be uh, looked at as a mentor, right? Um, it, and I can't, I can't stress that ena- enough and emphasize that enough. It is truly an honor and a privilege to be an NCO, a senior NCO, who has the opportunity to pour into our junior enlisted, to develop our future leaders in, in, the, in our Air Force.
0: Absolutely. And so we did, we did talk uh, about the professional development and why, you know, knowing these tiers and the structure, why it is important. Um, but I guess specifically... How can following this improve professional development?
1: Um, following,
0: I'm not, following the structure, following what's in the Brown Book, following you know uh, th- the enlisted force structure. How can this improve professional development?
1: Absolutely. You know some of these opportunities that um, you know as you grow in rank as you grow within your air force journey, some of these opportunities will become become more and more competitive, mm-hmm. right? so I talked about you know the foundation that the brown book again air force handbook thirty six twenty six eighteen uh, ha- uh, lays out for us. but what we hope and what we uh, we want to charge each and every one of our airmen, our teammates with is that you exceed these minimal expectations right that foundation that foundation is is there for us but hopefully we're we're working towards exceeding these and hopefully these mentors you know your leadership within your within your formations are the ones that are that are setting the tone and are setting the example for you to follow so the enlisted force structure again sets us up for for success and uh, with the with the hope, with the desire that we'll exceed the expectations and we'll make ourselves more competitive for possibly uh, competitive opportunities. Right? Not everything, not all professional development is necessarily extremely competitive. Some some of the uh, the opportunities you just have to meet the requirement in order to attend. And sometimes seats can be you know um, we don't get enough seats in, in re- for in residence um, PME as many as we'd like. We compete with uh, with our um, total force, with our active duty and guard uh, counterparts. So it becomes uh, we're we're limited to the amount of seats that we get for enlist in in residence in in residence PME, and uh, we definitely want to take advantage of of those opportunities. So the the more uh, the more you you pursue uh, and, and grow. Within your your skill set, within your within your AFSC, and you're getting involved within your organization, outside of your organization, leadership will will notice that your work ethic will speak for for itself. Always say let your work ethic uh, make all the noise. And again, they will they're, they your leaders will see that hey, that's that's our teammate, that's our airman, him or her those are the teammates that we want to send for for the to this uh this class whatever that class may look like for that continuous uh growth and and development
0: okay all right chief well is there anything else that you'd like to add um to wrap wrap up this discussion i think we've we've covered a lot here today yeah you know again i'm very very passionate about
1: mentorship very passionate about continuous growth and development and um you know very extremely passionate and sometimes i get a little bit of a pushback but it it turns out to be great conversation when it comes to uh you know the honor the privilege to serve in senior nco ranks the honor the privilege to to uh to serve as an nco and again we have the uh the opportunity to pour grow and develop our junior uh, our junior airmen they should be looking up to us and if they can't um then we have bigger problems so that we definitely don't want that to be the case uh i i challenge and i charge every one of our our airmen to uh be the best version of themselves and understand the importance of um uh, you know being a good wingman and actually Air Force Handbook 362618 talks about that mm-hmm. you know our duties and responsibilities of being a, a good uh, wingman a good teammate a good peer um all that is important and we have to be genuine it's imperative that we're genuine about having each other's back about um about truly being invested in the development and mentorship of uh, of our airmen our future leaders um our air force is, is in good hands as I look across our, our inter- enterprise and the, um, you know, the the quality, uh, the quality of airmen within our our formations, the the le- the level of education, their innovative mindset, it's just amazing and it's it's just awesome. So, to each and every one of our airmen, uh, I, I charge you with, uh, you know, go big or go home. Uh, <laughs> take advantage of every opportunity that our Air Force has. Um, To offer and uh, be the best version of you, right? Uh, Exemplify our core values and um, excellence is key, right? Um, Be that excellent teammate,
0: that excellent airman, um, the best version of you. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by today for Tactical Edge Chief. Um, It's been a pleasure. Until next time, thanks for listening.